and welcome again to Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news and updates on developments in the African forestry sector, the approval of a new criminal code in Angola with a significant impact on anti-bribery and corruption and compliance obligations of companies operating in the country, energy sector news and opportunities in Cameroon, the H2 Sinch Hydrogen Project in Portugal, and much, much more from the Miranda Alliance universe. We hope you enjoyed last week's special bonus episode on tax developments in Angola and that you will find this week's regular episode useful. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Flipa, over to you. We start off this week with a pan-African look at the forestry sector, which has been in the spotlight in recent times due to the increasing importance of sustainable business practices, including the implementation of forestry projects to offset carbon emissions. Since our last regular podcast, four jurisdictions on Miranda's footprint have taken steps in this sector. Firstly, Guinea-Bissau has announced its intention to lift the moratorium on logging activities that has been in place since 2015. If approved, the new framework will allow for controlled logging of certain species, with the imposition of quotas per species. In the meantime, in Equatorial Guinea, the government approved statutes authorizing the exportation of lumber in certain special circumstances and approving the official price for lumber. Moving south, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, a local NGO held a conference to discuss a national forestry policy. The event was attended by a significant number of experts representing provincial institutions, the Forestry Administration, civil society, the judiciary, universities and research institutions, as well as the press. Finally, in São Tomé and Príncipe, the government aims to manage and repopulate the country's forests over the next five years with 4 million US dollars of financing from the Global Environment Facility. São Tomé is an important part of the Congo Basin's Green Lung Area, which, together with the Amazon Basin, are the two principal points of oxygen generation on our planet. In oil sector news, Total is seeking to sell its participating interest in a number of oil blocks as it joins what is expected to be a trend by some international oil companies interested in divesting from certain less productive assets in Angola. However, not all the news is negative, with the French super major preparing to drill the world's deepest offshore well by water depth in Block 48 and the new risk services agreement being awarded to a contractor group comprised of Eni, Equinor, Crep and Sonangol PNP. The referred divestments also present great opportunities for a number of oil companies looking to take part in Angola's prolific offshore oil sector. In its efforts to diversify the economy, the Angola government has been promoting policy and legislative developments aimed at making the country more attractive to investors. An important step in this direction was the approval of a new criminal code, which replaced and modernized the country's criminal framework, with an impact especially in the areas of anti-money laundering, anti-bribery and corruption, offenses against the economy and the financial system, foreign exchange offenses and cybercrime. The new compliance-related provisions raise a number of important issues that companies will have to take into consideration to avoid criminal liability for themselves and their employees. 
Other good news on this front comes from Sonangol, with the national oil company announcing that it has revised and tightened its anti-bribery and corruption policies and joined Trace International, the anti-bribery network of which Miranda is a representative for various jurisdictions in Africa, including Angola. In Cape Verde, the government has submitted its draft state budget for 2021, with important news on two fronts. On one hand, the government has signaled the intention of revising the country's tax system, notably by introducing changes to the tax benefits and value-added tax frameworks. Also on the tax front, the government has just approved legislation on electronic invoicing, which is expected to make life easier for businesses. The other important development in the draft state budget is the news that the country will be moving ahead with the privatization of certain state-owned enterprises, which is expected to generate revenue of 2.8% of GDP in 2021. The areas that are expected to be covered by the privatization process include airports and ports, as well as utilities and telecoms. Our next stop is Cameroon, where the energy sector has been on the front pages, with the government announcing its goals for the decade from 2020 to 2030. The first step in the government's plan is to make the national oil company, SNH, a strategic operator throughout the petroleum value chain, from production to refinery and petrochemicals. To achieve this goal, it is planning to build a new regional refinery at Kribi, with a capacity of 5 million tons per annum. In the power sector, the plan is for the national utility, Sonatrel, to build an additional 460 kilometers of power lines and increase its power generating capacity to 5,000 megawatts in the next 10 years. There is also good news for investors, with talks of a planned reduction in the corporate income tax rate to 25%. In Portugal, the hot topic when we talk of energy is the plan to turn the country into a major green hydrogen production hub for Europe. The industrial development area surrounding the southern deepwater port city of Sinish has been identified as the location for the hydrogen hub, and a consortium of major energy companies has been working hard to move the project towards FID, notably through the negotiation of the prices of future hydrogen produced in and to be sold to the Netherlands. It is anticipated that the project will start with a pilot scheme of 10 megawatts of capacity, which will then be scaled up to 100 megawatts, with a view to reaching a final desired capacity of 1,000 megawatts. A critical aspect that is currently under discussion is the possibility of attracting a producer of electrolyzers to Sinj, and an international tender has been launched for this purpose. If successful, this would add another important link in the hydrogen value chain to what has become known as the H2 Singe project. Ending our roundup, as usual, in Southeast Asia, the Timor-Leste government is studying the possibility of finally bringing high-speed internet to the country via a fiber optic cable from Darwin in Australia's Northern Territory, in an investment estimated at between 40 million and 60 million US dollars. In the past, various alternatives have been studied, including links to both Singapore and Indonesia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. Please join us again in two weeks' time for more business and legal and regulatory news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Filipe Monteiro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. 
content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Katarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.